welcome back to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass with my co-host, Angela Donatio, and this month we are focusing on self-care. Today we're going to talk about caring for our physical bodies. Last week we just, uh, you got to listen to that episode, guys, because we had a lot of uh, wonderful um, resources for you, and it was just the Holy Spirit just really took over that episode, so make sure you listen to that one. But today we're going to talk about taking care of our bodies. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. For you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. You know, Denise, our world glorifies the human body and makes it an object. But in this scripture passage, we see an encouragement to glorify the Lord in our body. I love that. I love that Mm. the Lord's um, interpretation of how we should treat our body. We should be pure and not use our bodies for sin, which harms our bodies and our souls. But there is also this truth that when we take care of our physical bodies, we are better able to serve the Lord. Yes, there are so many ways we care for our bodies. Exercise, getting proper rest, a healthy diet, which I struggle with at times, <laughs> refraining from things that abuse or harm the body. And I'll be honest, in the self-care department, I struggle to take care of my physical body. I have several hereditary autoimmune diseases, and the pain factor really can be demotivating when it comes to doing the right things to be healthy. Illness can distract us from being faithful to nurture and care for our bodies. I totally understand and empathize with that statement. Illness can be very distracting with my history. Um, I nearly lost my life, you know, in 2001 and 2003. And it has just forced me, honestly, to be much more aware of my body, my limitations, mm-hmm. what my body can and can't do. And it was a very hard way to kind of really get it. But I'm a much more observant um, of my body now and treating it as a temple the way that God wants us to and not abusing it, really trying to be preventative. It's so much easier to be preventative in your care of your body than it is to try to fix a crisis on the back end. Mm, So true. And sometimes, you know, illnesses are hereditary and sometimes we do it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And this episode is going to feel like a confessional, (laughs) y'all. But I'm learning. I'm learning and I'm growing. Taking care of myself nutritionally has been a struggle of mine for years. I mean, my husband is like, oh, Lord, are we going to talk about one more diet or one more nutritional thing? (laughs) I've had the excuses down pat, a Mm. slow metabolism, illnesses, but it really has been mind renewal that helped me recognize that I can do something about it. It really has to be a lifestyle change, too, not just a temporary diet. Angela, how do you take care of yourself nutritionally? Well, part of it, I said is, you know, earlier, it's almost a necessity for me to maintain um, just a good diet with what I struggled with was SMA syndrome. And so I've had major um, surgeries and, you know, I've lost parts of my intestines. And, you know, I have to be very intentional about what I eat and can and can't eat. But... Through that process and through some other um, seasons of growth in my life, I learned how much better I feel when I'm taking care of my body with mm-hmm. good nutrition, not the junk food like we talked about in the last episode, <laughs> whether it's spiritual or real junk food, mm-hmm. eating real food, eating real things, um, limiting your processed foods. You will have so much more mental clarity, emotional health, energy. When I exercise regularly and I keep el- healthy eating habits, 
every area of my life improves. Now, I understand that can feel overly disciplined, so I try to apply an 80-20 principle. In other words, eat really healthy 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. 20% of the time, go have the chocolate <laughs> cake, go go have the hamburger and french fries, but too many of us live the other way around. We yeah. kind of just do whatever, 80%, and grab fast food and don't have a plan. Back to planning again, it's... Everything needs a plan. If you don't plan to, what is that expression? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So you've got to plan. You've got to meal prep. I have to meal prep sometimes for the week. My daughter's working in an amusement park and she's staying in a place that doesn't have a full kitchen. She has got to meal prep for the whole week. It's That's a pain. I'm not going to lie. But then it's not four o'clock on a Tuesday and you have no idea what you're Mm -hmm. eating and you just grab whatever's quick because you're hungry. So intentionality makes a big difference. It sure does. And it is hard to discipline ourselves. It's kind of like this big joke sometimes. You feel like it's like we have this problem of flesh. But Paul talked about that. Mm-hmm. The things I don't want to do, I do. You know, yeah. we do we all struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I was younger, I, I went through a stage of thinking only some foods were biblically sound nutritionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all, aren't you great? Just so happy that God just keeps working in all of us. We can <laughs> We can stay in legalism or we can stay in different places and God's bringing us from glory to glory. So I laugh at it now, but there's still wisdom in eating foods that are good for us. And exercise is another important part of caring for our bodies. I recently got a Fitbit to help me measure my activity and it has served as an impetus to help me be accountable Mm -hmm. to get exercise in. I I really don't like it sometimes (laughs) and I'll literally have to sit down, put my work down and and just start walking around circles around the house. I've got to get more steps in. There are some days that I just really don't have much time. You know, see, I'm good at excuses. (laughs) But I can find creative ways to work some exercise in. How about you, Angela? No, I can totally relate. I don't have a Fitbit. I think it would drive me crazy. (laughs) But what I do is I look at my weekly schedule. I have an app on my phone for the gym that I'm a member here in town. And I... Looking at what my schedule is going to allow for the week, I carve out at least three times to work out. I do better with that and having group exercise classes so that I'm motivated. I have one hour, I'm in and out, and um, I'm motivated by the music, I'm motivated by an instructor, I'm motivated by people around me. And I put that in my calendar, and it's important for me to be able to do all the other things I want to need and walk to do, want to do. So if I don't exercise and I don't feel well, then it just starts to have this downward slide. And I know maybe a gym membership isn't for everyone, but you can walk after dinner, you know, anything to get up and keep moving. Um, Also, as we get older, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be, and we can make excuses. Oh, well, you know, I I just can't lose weight. Well... American portions are huge. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of travel overseas, and not only do we eat so much more processed food than other countries because they're eating farm to table far more than we are, um, we also have ginormous portions. So if you're eating in a restaurant, you probably are ordering, it's not our fault, it's just what they're serving, twice the portion we really should be eating, eating. So as you get older, or really wherever we are in life, we probably could do with less calories you know, it takes a, a, between two to three thousand calories to burn um, one pound. So you'd be surprised how much exercise that mm. is to get one oh, yeah. pound off. So you know, if you're eating something that's six thousand calories and you're only burning twenty five hundred, you're just going to continually put on weight. It, you just you got to do the math. It's just it's just science, and you cannot 
intake more calories than what you can burn. It's that basic. And lowering portion size and being conscious of the quality of food and is it real food, that will that will just go a long ways. Well that's just a bummer, Angela. <laughs> Go eat a Reese's peanut butter cup. I'm stressed. I'm giving you all anxiety. I'm so sorry. Well, I will tell you that that's something that I've been dealing with a lot. I realized I fought it for years. I'm like, that's not fair Mm -hmm. that I can't eat what these other people can eat. Mm -hmm. And really, it's 1,200 to 1,500 calories. Mm -hmm. That's it that this girl here can eat. And I was like mourning that, you know, and I realized, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. what is God's portion? Do I trust his portion for me? Mm-hmm. Or am I wanting somebody else's portion? That's Woo. good. That's really good. So yeah, I've been convicted in that area. And I'm seriously convicted about all the years that I struggled with self-care in the body department. But struggle is a good word. I didn't give up. Rest is another word that was hard for me. But God has been at work in that department of my life too. Honestly, I have pulled all-nighters just to get things done. <laughs> and I'm reminded of the scripture in Psalm 127 verse 2. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. (sighs) Let's all take a deep breath after that. (laughs) The struggle is real to let things go undone, but I am learning to do that, and you can too. I've, I've had those same struggles, Denise, and I think probably a lot of our listeners have, and just learning to balance. Life is about balance. So we're not saying you starve yourself. We're not saying no. you just eat celery and you know radishes all day long. <laughs> but there is a balance. There's an ebb and flow, and that's a balance in our schedule. That's a balance in understanding we were created to sleep. Now, I'm, like you were saying, I have to watch what I eat or I put on weight. People think, oh, you're just naturally thin. No, I, I work hard. Mm-hmm. I, I exercise three to four times a week. I do really watch what I eat. I tend to kind of splurge on the weekends. That's kind of what I do. Um, And I I used to work out every Saturday and now I'm sporadic. If I want to, I do. If not, I take the weekend off. So that's, again, that's a balance issue. There were seasons I was working out five or six days a week. See, I was Mm. out of balance. So Mm. balance is key in everything, keeping it in the proper perspective and, and honoring, like you said, your portion of your of your life. For me, I need more sleep, Denise. I'm yeah. not a five <laughs> or six hour a night girl. And I've always wished I could be. And I envy people who can just seem to function on five or six hours. I need seven to eight hours of sleep. And when I don't, I'm just not a nice person. Um, I don't think well. <laughs> I'm crabby. I could do it for a few nights if I'm cramming, but that's just the way my body is designed. Mm-hmm. And so I need to accept it. And if that means I don't get to stay up late and watch something or I have to get up earlier. That's what it means. So it's honoring the way your body is wired. We don't all need the same amount of calories. We don't all need the same amount of rest. You have to figure out what is going to be best for you to be at the optimum effectiveness and productivity in life. Well, I think I read somewhere that people who get seven to eight hours sleep live longer. Amen. <laughs> so, <laughs> 110. Here I, <laughs> I need to get better at that. <laughs> um, I, when I think about our verse today that we are temples of the Holy Spirit, I just want to take care of what belongs to God. Our bodies are an incredible gift, and when we take care of them, we can do so much to serve God and His people. Sometimes, okay, maybe all the time, (laughs) I take on too much and then wonder why I'm tired. In humility, I need to see that I cannot do all. Even um, what God has asked me to do, He wants to be my help 
and I try to do so much in my own strength. I love doing and forgetting that I need to just be sometimes. But I get so excited and inspired that I come up with so many ideas of things to do in the ministry. Mm-hmm. I think this tendency to take on too much is also in our culture. Oh, absolutely it is. I think our culture values people who burn themselves out. It's almost like the more you're doing and the more frazzled and stressed out you are, like somehow that's a badge of honor. And mm. that's that's not biblical. That's mm. just American culture. In fact, stress is really the definition of stress is when our demands exceed our ability to meet them. And stress is so dangerous. There are Mm. so many, I mean, that's a whole episode in and of itself is what stress does to your body. So it goes back to humility, like you said, Mm. staying humble and recognizing these are my limitations. And when I work outside of them, there is going to be a consequence to my body, my mind, my soul. And so understanding that we have you know, a, a way that our bodies are made and and just taking care of them. It will just serve us. Like you said, not only will we live longer, but we'll, we will live a higher quality life for the amount of time that we're here on earth. Yes. You know, I used to let guilt keep me bound in a works mentality, but God is so good and kind to reveal mm. to us when we get a little out of balance, as you were saying earlier. Mm. I don't always have to be so productive This caring for our bodies has some overlap with caring for our souls. When our bodies are worn out, it affects our souls too. Absolutely. And I just want to, I want to just challenge for a second that thought that resting and recharging is not productive. And Mm -hmm. I, because I, what you just said, I thought that for so long, but I'm just going to assert that I think the resting and the recharging is just as productive. It's just our minds don't think it is. We think, I would sit down on the couch or sit in my backyard and think, oh my gosh, I'm just wasting time. This is wasteful. And it's, as I'm saying that, Denise, I'm thinking about the woman who came to worship Jesus and she broke that Mm. alabaster jar and she poured out a year's wages worth of perfume over him. And Mm. Judas who did not have the mind of Christ said, why is this? Why are you wasting this? We could have done X, Y, and Z with this. And Jesus Mm -hmm. said, stop it. She's honoring me today. And what she has done is a beautiful thing. And I'm going to continue to tell her story in memory. So sometimes we label something as being a waste, but it isn't a waste if it's recharging our souls and recharging our hearts in God's presence or just period. Go take a walk in nature. Go mm-hmm. do something. Go laugh for a half hour. And that is productive in and of itself. And God blesses that just like he blesses the work of our hands. But that has been a lifelong learning curve for me. Amen. The raw truth is that caring for our bodies is part of our service to the Lord. The radical grace is that when we don't take care of ourselves, God is still able to heal us. And the real hope is when we care for our bodies, God can use us in amazing ways. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. 